0: So it's always some type of group of papers. Some papers that a company proposes will never be released or shouldn't be released because that would be whistleblowing. You would be going against the company and you know companies care so much about you. They don't. They would never get rid of you in an instant. They would and they care so much about the well-being of your mental health and making sure that you're private, they don't. Welcome the Facebook whistleblower. Her name is Frances Haugen. She's a data scientist who worked at Facebook as a product manager on the Civic Integrity team, said the social media platform has lied to the public about resolving hate and violence to increase traffic and engagement. And of course, when you increase traffic and engagement, what does that mean for a company that makes its money based off of selling ads? It means that they make more money people. So yeah. We're talking about the Facebook papers. Let's get into it. Welcome to End the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? All right, so let's start this thing off from an article from Time. And they also make mention of Hogan's 60 Minutes special, which I definitely feel like you guys should take the time out, listen to it. And I quote, this is from Hogan herself. Facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be safer, people will spend less time on the site. They'll click on less ads. They'll make less money. End quote. And this is the thing about algorithms. Algorithms are designed to manipulate us as humans. If a website is not keeping you on its app or its desktop counterpart for as long as possible, it's a failure. It's not doing its job. Facebook wants engagement. They want clicks. They want traffic. That's how it works. This is why timelines across various social networks are all screwed up because they think that we need a timeline that is catered to us, that is designed to give us the most engagement. Well, that's not a timeline, okay? That is a curated feed. A timeline should be something that is in chronological order with the newest stuff at the top and as you scroll you get into older and older and older material so interesting notes here is that Hagen, who is 37 she joined Facebook June 2019 with the hopes of actually improving how Facebook deals with the misinformation and we see we've seen how this has affected elections 2016 we've seen how so much crap is posted on Facebook and individuals start to believe Shirley in, in Ohio about what she feels about vaccinations and what she feels about different political things happening in our real world versus actually, you know, listening to the people that get paid the big bucks. You know, I, I've never understood that, you know, like I would never challenge a doctor. I would never challenge someone in education because they're a professional I would never challenge you, someone who is in a career, someone who went to school, someone who studies and does this for a living with a Facebook brain. That's just nonsensical. But you know, there are idiots on Facebook that do this. Note, she's also previously worked at other Silicon Valley giants, including Google and Pinterest, according to her LinkedIn pro- profile. But Hogan told Pelly. Facebook was substantially worse than anything she's seen before when it came to putting user engagement ahead of the safety of its products. She submitted tens of thousands of those documents to the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, to Congress. She was also the primary source of the journal's Facebook file stories last month that exposed how Facebook's algorithm fosters anger to drive engagement, how it favors high profile users and how Instagram nearly made one third of teenage girls who use it feel worse about their bodies. Her biggest revelation, so Hogan detailed many of the allegations that had already appeared in the journal's Facebook files, but she expanded on some of the points in her 60 minutes interview. And here are some of those. Hogan told 60 Minutes that shortly after the 2020 U.S. election, Facebook decided to dissolve the civic integrity team, a move which she believes helped to encourage the January 6th U.S. Capitol riots, which were based on the lie that the U.S. election had been stolen. She also noted that Instagram has a harm on teenage girls. There is an impact around the world. And of course, you know, Facebook is trying to hit back. They're they're trying to hit back. And Lena Pites, Facebook's director of policy communication, says, Every day our teams have to balance protecting the right of billions of people to express themselves openly with the need to keep our platform a safe and positive place we continue to make significant improvements to tackle the spread of misinformation and harmful content to suggest we encourage bad content and do nothing. is just not true, but it's just, it's just so much here. It's just so much here because I feel like we know that content moderation is a thing for Facebook. It's a thing. These people, Poor individuals, they go in and try to moderate our content, which, you know, for the most part, users actually, they're posting pictures of their cat, you know, posting pictures of their kids for grandma and granddad to see, you know, pretty typical stuff. But then you have these idiots. You have these idiots that are just spreading blatant lies. You have political figures who spend so much money Because they're an influential figure. And their content, for whatever reason, it doesn't get looked at in the same bane as, like, my content or your content. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The company itself, Facebook, which, of course, changed its overall parent brand to Meta. They've been shaken by a steady leak of these documents. And like I said, they went to the SEC and they were provided to Congress in a redacted form. So The Verge and a consortium of other news organizations have obtained redacted versions of the documents, which they're calling the Facebook Papers. So in order to receive the documents, The Verge had to agree to begin publishing Our reporting team, their reporting team on them last week, but they are not beholden to report on them in a certain way or coordinate what they cover with other outlets. So here are some of the things that we've been able to glean from these papers. Number one, they were caught off guard by vaccine misinformation in comments. So Facebook, they they took a lot of criticism when it came to handling COVID misinformation, including from President Biden, who accused the platform of killing people. Now, that is a little, that's a little too far, press. That's that's a little too far. It's kind of like saying, oh, well, it's all Biden's fault. You know, the reason why so many people are not willing to go and work is because they were given these stimulus checks You know the ones that were signed with Donald Trump's name, correct? Those, yeah, yeah, whatever, You, you, you see how this goes. They were caught off guard by misinformation. Additionally, number two, Apple threatened to ban Facebook over online slave markets. So Facebook scrambled to address human trafficking content after Apple threatened to kick its apps off the iOS app store. the report briefed by WSJ's Facebook files reporting indicates that Apple threatened to pull Facebook and Instagram from iOS on October 23rd of 2019. Facebook was aware of the problem, but didn't understand the scope of it. Apparently because very little content had been reported by the user. So Apple escalated the user Facebook moderators swept the platforms for keywords and hashtag mentioning in the BBC reporting ultimately disabling over a thousand accounts and removing over 100,000 pieces of content the civic integrity team you remember that team I talked about it just a few minutes ago it was often directly blocked by Zuckerberg by the man himself, the idiot who has way too much power over this social network. Facebook used the German anti-vaccine movement as a test case for more aggressive moderation. So another document details that Facebook's so-called Kurdenkin experiment in which the company's moderators tested out a more aggressive moderation approach on a German conspiracy movement Facebook's dangerous content team was already developing a new classification, and the growing Kardinkin was chosen as an experiment on how the classification would work in practice. So, essentially, a Facebook employee wrote that it could be a good case study. So, the documents really don't give a lot of details about how the experiment had proceeded, although clearly, some version of the plan was implemented. So Facebook's January 6th response, you know, the insurrection, it was shaped by glitches and delays. So Facebook had a huge struggle trying to handle users delegitimizing elections. Internally, critics said Facebook didn't have a sufficient game plan for harmful, non-violating narratives. OK. Facebook was trying this is another note. Facebook was trying to rebalance its news feed for civic health. The company tried to improve civic health by asking users explicitly what they thought constituted good civic content. This sometimes revealed even bigger problems, since Facebook apparently found that 20 to 30 percent of respondents may say that known civic hate is good for the communities. <laughs> Have mercy. We also found out why likes were never hidden on Facebook and Instagram. So a highly publicized plan from last year to hide like counts on Instagram, you remember that? It never happened because testing the change hurt ad revenue and led to people using the app less. It's all about money people. It's all about the damn dollar when it comes to this barbaric, stupid, mindless application. In addition, a lengthy internal presentation to Zuckerberg about the plan dubbed Project Daisy showed that there were concerns among leadership about how the Facebook app would have been perceived if Instagram hid like counts and Facebook did not, which is something employees who were involved in the project have told The Verge. And lastly, Facebook's civic groups policy stumbled over a simple design flaw. In October 2020, Facebook announced that it would stop recommending civic and political groups to users in in the U.S. as a part of a broader effort to avoid the mistakes of the 2016 election. But actually, keeping those groups out of Facebook recommendation feeds has proven it, it has been a huge challenge for the company. And It it was a document that showed The Verge why. The document showed Facebook employees grappling with a public article flagged by the PR team which found 30 separate groups still appearing in recommendation feeds in apparent violation of the policy. Escalated on January 19th, the, the document says many of the groups named in the report have been labeled as civic groups at one point, but were somehow still being recommended as part of Facebook's Groups you should join feature. So we have a number of things here, folks. You have a company that wants to keep engagement up, keep users involved, and they want to push groups. They want to push these communities, but they have a hard time labeling or labeling them permanently as being good groups or bad groups. So when you have a company that always says, hey, we want to be at the forefront of your thought." But they're promoting nonsense. You're going to have a disaster on your hands. And when you have a company that realizes, hey, guys, we have a problem. But instead of addressing the problem and taking some of taking some losses, you just say we're just going to put that on the back burner. But I guess my question to you, the listeners to to us all is there a way for facebook to kind of right the ship without losing money because as we all know the goal of all these companies whether it's facebook who gets a lot of crap whether it's apple which everyone loves unconditionally their goal is to make money and you know what? For, for let the record show I hate Facebook. I think it is a terrible application. I don't think anyone should use it. I hashtag believe that everyone should delete Facebook because we see the business practices that they have. And everything stems from the head of the stake. Guys, the Facebook paper's in a nutshell. We're going to continue to learn more and more. But Hogan, good on you. And I would say a lot of this stuff we, we could already guess, but to have it in black and white just solidifies it. Guys, tweet me at Dexter underscore Johnson. Share the podcast with a friend and let's keep this conversation going. Until next time, I'll holler at you. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered, educated, and enthralled in the technological world. Be sure to tell a friend, share this episode, and follow me on Twitter at Dexter underscore Johnson. And most importantly, stay tuned for future episodes. Until next time.